You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey there, Mad Men fans. Welcome back to the Mad Men After Show here on AfterBuzz TV, talking about Season 7, Episode 13, The Milk and Honey Route. I'm Matt Lieberman. Joining me, finally, I think, Woo! for the first time this season, first the whole time. panel is here. Sterling Cates is here. Hello. Mr. Joe Braswell. I'm here. And Joe Sanfilippo. Nice to be here with you guys. Yes, just in time for the anti-penultimate, or the penultimate oh. episode of the entire <laughs> series. Last week was the anti-penultimate, this right. is the penultimate episode. And what a great piece of television. A lot of people are intensely debating the quality of this episode, largely based on how much, uh, in, when they're watching a show, how much does it matter to them that the ending be something that they like and not what the creator wants. I think a lot of people were frustrated with the meandering nature of Don's story this week, but the important beats that it brought out and the, the active changes that it provided, I think, made it worthwhile. It's interesting to me that we have, we have been in his capable hands hands for how many seasons now we have all agreed collectively this is probably the best show that's ever been on television and somehow or another there are a certain percentage of people that don't trust him to end it well it's very strange to me it's like this this we've been in the hands of the one of the i, I think probably the best television artist the world is that, that we've ever seen Oof. Oof. I, I don't think that's so, I, I don't just think that's somebody likes hyperbole so, i no, i mean it's it's let's be real this is it have you seen a better show than this uh I it mean, depends on what yeah. you call it. Better. Call it okay, show, but yeah. for me, from my two cents, my two cents, it's a top five. My two cents. This is this is probably the best piece of television I've ever seen, and oh. and uh, I, I completely trust that whatever the ending is going to be, uh, it's going to be brilliant. And I have no desire to second guess him. It doesn't make sense. Tours, family matters. Urkel. Boom. Uh, no, I, 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 I get with that. No, I, I, no, I agree with you. I, stand I, I, I agree with you. I think that, like, you know, we're just we're just in this mode because when it comes to like these series, we've we're, Matt and I were talking about this off air. Like, you mm-hmm. put so much equity, so much like of your time into yeah. seven yeah. plus years and seasons. Everyone has their own idea of what how this story should end, and we're also conditioned through all these shows to for things to end with a bang. I mean, this isn't Breaking Bad. Right. We're not ramping up to something big. I mean, penultimate episodes are usually used to sort of set up this grand big boom mm-hmm. and this isn't that show it never was that show right never, never ever yeah. was that show so relax everybody yeah it was sterling i don't think there's going to be any sort of crazy twist it's the hardest show to predict ever um but i think it's going to be a great story no matter what i'm not you know i was reading all the predictions online but at the end of the day it's going to be whatever weiner wants to do with it and we can't really change that so. yeah the fact is, whether we're happy with it or not, whatever ending he chooses will be the correct ending for this story. As somebody who crafted it so incredibly deliberately and had such intense control over the whole the whole thing over so many years, over, what is it now, nine years? Mm-hmm. Uh, seven seasons, one of them broken out over two sure. years, one year missed entirely. Yeah. Um, the fact is, it's going to be whatever it's going to be. I think that this episode was incredibly effective at uh, closing out two stories, giving sure. us 
uh, some important story beats that you know we we've wanted for a long time. And uh, you know, next week, next week's episode, I, I'm banking on a time jump. I just I don't know how you're going to achieve. How are you going to close out this story? In the next month or so of Don Draper's life, I just don't. I don't. I, I hope you don't get a time jump because I feel like we've got some closure just about all of our characters. I mean, even you can even make the argument that that wonderful walk down the hallway of Peggy's was pretty was pretty close. And yeah, to me, that's the uh, potentially that's the end of her character. I'm okay yeah. with that being the end of her story. Right. As much as I'd like to see her and Don together again, but I think we've got ends for everyone. I but I don't. I, if if we see whatever this end for Don is, I would like to see how he gets there. I don't want to see him arriving. I don't want to see like a jump and he's he's wherever he is and then we start from there I would love to see his moment from that bus stop mm. to wherever he's going to be I mean there's been all kinds of analogies to the Odyssey with this and you know he's on this sort of like I don't know vision like like this walkabout through a Norman Walkworld painting or whatever he's doing like in life now but like um, you know Homer like um, in the like he in the Odyssey he came home and so we feel like Don's got to come home and the question is, is he going to come home back to the advertising world? Is he going to come home back to family? Or is like, he going to come home to California, which is where Don Draper was born? Don sure. Draper belongs. It's where he's been journeying this whole time before this grand detour. Right. He's got to somewhere climb to the top of this building so he can jump out and fall from the... No. <laughs> he's not going like to do that. Open. I do not see that <laughs> happening. No jumps. All right. <laughs> let's, no uh, we're going to talk about Don third. I want to talk about Pete, who has come so far. Remember? Remember slimy, skeevy, cheating on his fiance Pete yeah. from episode one, and the man who he has become today? Yeah. It's such an incredible transformation, and I think no scene speaks to it more than the scene between him and his brother at the yes. bar. Yeah. When he's right. skipping out on this uh, this second interview set up by Duck, who tricked him into going to a job interview in the first place, for Learjet, who we know becomes an incredibly huge and, and yeah. successful company, yeah. and uh, he, you know, he's he realizes that his brother is skipping out on him to go have sex with some woman, even yeah. though he's married. And he poo-poos it, and he's like, why Why do we do that? Why do we want to do that? And I love the simple answer, because dad, 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 dad did. did. Yeah. And I saw the way women worked, looked at him. Yeah. yeah. That, that, was, that was a fantastic, I agree, that was a fantastic scene. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, in, in, in getting into Pete's character, getting to the family, getting to sort of, like, the reasons why, you know, men sometimes do what they do, and it's just really, it's really illuminating in a lot of ways. I, I loved it. it no, it, it, it speaks to all of us on a, on a real basic level. Because who can you be more real with than your brother? I mean, there's no one, you know, right. you know, you grew up together, so there's no there's no reason to, 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 to fake it. It's your brother. So I mean, I thought that was really cool. I thought that was that was very honest and very real. And why why do we bother doing this? Why mm-hmm. what's the point? But it does it does speak to the whole the whole culture. I mean, the whole culture of go and get it, show show off that you have it. That'll get you access to these to these girls. I mean, because let's be honest, the the brother's ugly as hell. And if he's getting any, it's not because he's he's not it's because he's physical appearance with you always. I'm just saying that, down. that, that casting is, he, is, is deliberate. Five, six? What is that, that casting is deliberate, and it's to show that he's not getting any because he's so he's like rolling up at the, at the club and he's he's Joey Handsome. No, he's right. he's getting it because he's got money or he's he's got sure. status. And and I, I think that's why it speaks to the entire culture collectively. Hmm. Joey Handsome. Joey that Handsome. was actually a terrible choice of words. <laughs> yeah. Sterling, how'd you feel about this storyline? Um, well, I've been wanting Pete to get back with Trudy for a while, and yeah. I'm hoping that he would reach this transformation that he seems to be at. So I hope in the last episode it doesn't all blow up. The only picture they've released of next episode is Pete's. It's Pete, so I don't think he's oh. done. 
Oh, that's, I didn't see that picture at all. That's oh. the only picture that AMC has oh. put out. It's just Pete's face. So it doesn't give us anything. Just, so it could be from a long time ago, but you never uh, know. Oh, wow. <laughs> I got to say, uh, props to my man, Mark Moses. Duck. Yeah. Duck yeah. Duck for come back and just like... I mean, that was just a Didn't great skip a everything. Beat. Didn't yeah. skip a beat. He's, he's a little drunk. He's doing his thing and, like, fresh off Homeland. Like, it was good to see Duck Duck Phillips Well, that's the action. beauty of this show, and, and it's the thing that people who don't understand it get upset about. It's just that people don't change on this show. Because yeah. in life, people don't really change. Right. You try, and you move in just little increments, or you get more or less depressed. But really, at your nature, you're still the same. And this is a guy who fell off the wagon now seven years ago sure. and never got back on. No. He's still yeah. out running his demons, you know, one paycheck at a time, yeah. just has to close one deal, and then he'll be set through the winter. Get me through the winter. That yeah. was the most That's grim line I've ever heard. It was really grim, and it was really sad. But I tell you what, Duck is really good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Duck, That's man, even, even in a drunken haze, he's like yeah. he's like the chess master, like, put it all together. He knew. Yeah. He knew that Pete would be a perfect fit for Learjet. You don't yeah. even know you want this yet. Let right. me show you. And mm-hmm. he had that perfect, very perfect last line, yeah. like, with a poignant line at the end, where he where the sort of maybe the game changing line where he says, you know, I've been there, you know, like this yeah. and to Pete, like it's like, like, and Duck had Duck, Duck's been to the top. Doug was the Duck was the, he guy. Was the guy, uh, and it's sort of like look at him now, and it's like, what are you, what are you waiting for, Pete? Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Yeah, I doubt he was there to re- to replace Don in the first place when the in the elevator. I feel like no, that was, was just a like, yeah, all set mm-hmm. up. Yeah, yeah. it's all a big con. No, he was waiting for uh, he was waiting for Pete, yeah. Pete to get on that elevator, come in the building, and then he followed him inside. Yeah. Yeah. Duck, man. Duck, duck's working. Oh, duck's working. But uh, the scene between him and Trudy, all of the scenes between the two of them, and, and last week we were talking about how we wanted them to get back together and yep. how we were predicting that a reconciliation was on was on uh, the horizon, and I, I couldn't be more, I was just, I was. it was giving me chills yeah. watching him say, you know, I never loved anybody else in my entire life. It's only yeah. you. I said it to you 10 years ago, and uh, and I'll say it again, I do. And, sh- and I'm like, ugh. Oh, God damn you, romantic Pete. I never thought I'd see romantic Pete. How did Pete become one of my favorite characters? I have no idea. And (laughs) He's totally, he's had a triumphant season. But at the same time, I was rooting for Trudy when she was like, basically, F you. Why on earth would I ever let you hurt me again? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you're right, girl. You're right. 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 You're right. You're right. You're right. right. You tell him, girl. (laughs) And then uh, then he he says, I do. And I'm just like... Oh, kiss him, and then they do, and I'm like, oh, I'm so excited for these but two. But it's not like she was living the life either. I mean, she wasn't having that much fun. No, she, she's, she's unhappy. She's, in yeah, she's been complaining that she can't make any friends because the husbands all want to hook it up. And you know, I mean, she's in that that she's been in divorced widow. Uh, I'm purgatory. sorry, divor- not widow. Pardon me, divorced lady purgatory. And so, yeah. But what was the line she said? I mean, I think it's sticking up for Trudy. Like she was sticking to her guns. And that yeah, I want to turn the lights off. What, what, what did she say? Like I, I, I envy your ability to be. Sentimental. sentimental, yeah. To yeah. view everything sentimentally, where well, I see everything yeah, as it was. Yeah, that was that was that was a stone cold like f you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I, I loved it. But props to Pete, man. He gave that full blown Nicholas Sparks speech right there. I oh thought, yeah, yeah. Say yeah. it with your. He said, "Say it instead of with just your eyes." Yeah, say oh, it. Yeah, that was the oh, line. God, that was oh, the line. And, and Matthew, whoever wrote that, Matthew Ryan, Matthew Ryan wrote this in a Matthew. Yeah, Ryan, yeah. Ryan, he wrote directed, directed it. But yeah. this, that was on some Nora Ephron Nicholas Sparks <laughs> shit right there. That, that was really the line. Right there. I, mean, I, I usually don't. I just don't fall for that stuff, but I was like, you know, reaching for the Kleenex. Yeah, for me, I was like, oh, dang. I don't know what I would do. I'll go in that jet with you. Maybe my eyes were saved. (laughs) I'll forget that hairline for a second. Hey, man. (laughs) 
That's grim. Oh, yeah. No, I'm so happy for these two, and I, I hope that nothing bad happens. Uh, we got some some thoughts here from our executive producer, Kevin Undergaro, Kevin. Um, who asked that we read them on the show. And he says, uh, Pete reconciles with his wife on a deal set up by the shady and unstable suit, hoping this works out that one and that one of our mad men is redeemed, but really scared for the other shoe to drop. I don't see that happening. We need some happy endings here, and I feel like Pete... Get as a reward for learning how to be a good person, gets his. So he's the morality play. Pete's the morality play. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I hate like you know going on internet on this chat room, comment room. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. But there's a lot of chatter on the internet about like you know, well, you know, Pete is just gonna end up cheating on her in nine months, or you know, they're gonna end up back in Manhattan or whatever. Or, you know, uh, but we only have an hour left of the show. Well, I know, know but, that, but, you but know this is the mean? thing. Like, and this is uh, what what uh, one of my ex colleagues in Grantland pointed out. Um, um, Chris Ryan, he's talking about how uh, noted that his Pete's parents both died in, in, in bizarre travel accidents. Oh, like boy. his dad drive, died in a plane crash. Yeah, and yeah. his mom died in a weird, like you know, cruise ship accident. Yeah. So dad died in a plane crash. All this talk about dad and we dad. They jump on that Learjet. Oh, and there's no. a there. Was, I read something today that there Wouldn't was a crash. the in Wichita. <laughs> show is in Wichita, there way. was a plane crash in October of 1970. Yeah, and where like all the Wichita State football players died, and sixteen oh, others, no. and the same oh, date, Marshall, Marshall. and they're moving to Wichita. Well, that that just, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. It's all it's so all this he, like plane crash. What if they moved to Wichita and he I'm gets in a plane crash? Oh, oh, no. Not a huge endorsement for the Learjet Corporation, but uh, oh. you know, I don't know. So, but 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 I like that. Like what what I do like about this, well, look, look what, I, what I do like about that is I think I think that this is their ending, or this is we'd like at least this is something we can aspire to, and then. When the show's over, we can make our own and be like, oh, that plane probably crashed, or they're in Manhattan, yeah. or who knows, or maybe they're happy. That's what's beautiful about it, just mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, uh, Matthew Weiner's mentor, yeah. David Chase did in Sopranos, you know, with The Black. It's like, what do you, you have your own ending out there. Yeah. Right. Please so. please don't do that with this. The, the fact well, is... That's his yeah. That's, 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 that's yeah, his game. Yeah, and it's his, his fearless leader. I, fearless I, leader. Don't, I don't want that. Well. <laughs> uh, the fact is... You don't you get can to choose. I, I don't want it. We just established you don't get to choose. I know. In life... You can have your happy ending and still die painfully. Like this is to me, this That's is true. the moment. This is the end of his story. If something terrible happens to him after this, right. he earned the happy years that he had. And I feel like it, the Pete in this episode would work as hard as he could to preserve it as long as he could. I don't think if his marriage ends again, it won't be because he cheated. Uh, maybe they'll just stay together till ta- Tammy's old enough to go off to college, and they'll get divorced because they're like ultimately it just doesn't work out. But. I don't I, think we'll ever know. I have a feeling. We don't want it's, to know. It sounds like a good, good segue into uh, Betty, that, that, yes. that dying painfully and uh, having a... Yes. Well, we'll get to that in a sure. moment. First things first, we need to talk about iTunes. Your favorite part of the show. Don't you dare fast forward. Don't you dare skip ahead. And you know why. Because this part of the show and what you it's do my is favorite part, part of the show. When you <laughs> go to iTunes and you rate no. and review this show, when you go to YouTube and you subscribe to this channel and upvote, hit that like button. No one. You are helping this channel stay alive. You are helping us get sponsors that pay for this, that keep our doors open, our lights on, pay our wonderful engineers. Uh, And it's also the best way for us to know that we are giving you the finest possible Mad Men product on the market. And remember, next week is the season finale. So writing in this week, writing your ratings and reviews this week, this is your last chance to have them read out on the show and have your thoughts After this, you're just howling in the wind. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Five stars. Awesome from Mary Joy. This 
this after show podcast one of the many things I will miss about this brilliant brilliant show this panel has incredible insight and the conversation is great I will say I immediately await the posting of this podcast uh, especially when a lot of stuff has gone down in this episode I can't wait for them to talk about most recently Joan versus the men at McCann worth the wait you all are awesome uh, excellent recap show by P. Brew five stars well done I look forward to hearing their take immediately after watching an episode highly recommend uh, and just so John's a five star Angie Jones Angie Jones all I have to say is dope Nice. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, how I learned what happened. Five stars from DE in Wyoming. Uh, I quit. Uh, I quit cable, so I only get a few TV channels and no AMC. After Buzz is how I learn about what happened each week on Mad Men. Your descriptions and plot analyses keep me up to date on the show, and I can visualize what happened. Thanks for being my eyes and ears wow. for this show. Recommendation: uh, iTunes or Amazon Prime or AMC.com. Maybe we should yep. say things that don't actually happen and see if we get in comments. Oh, just for this one person. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. Like, I don't want to throw it in there. Just kidding. Delaware and Wyoming. Remember when the dog came in? Uh, five stars. Five stars. Terrific by Namzi. I love your podcast. Uh, I, listening to it after each show gives me more appreciation of Mad Men, a show that I already loved. But you bring in so many details that I missed that I want to watch each episode again after listening because now I understand it at a much deeper level. Thanks so much for your thoughtful and thought-provoking thoughts. A lot of thoughts in there. Oh, thanks, uh, great guys. podcast. Five stars from the Brian W84, the greatest Mad Men podcast out there. I only wish I would have found them earlier in the series. I definitely recommend listening to their other podcast. Excellent analysis from the hosts. Five stars from Jay Shishkishki. Um, just started watching here at the end. We'll go back to the after shows from season five on. The hosts have an excellent grab, grasp of the characters, but also peerless understanding of the lead women characters on the show. I wish the show would go back to season one as the rest of us mourn the, mourn the ending of the show by watching it all over again. Great job. Great insight. Five stars from Rob8641. Uh, the show provides great background information and insight to each episode. I look forward to listening each week. The Windows on Fifth Avenue. Five stars from Akash Kadavra. Only one more after this. I love this podcast. Mad Men is one of my favorite dramas of all time, and as a writer, my appreciation for it only grows as time passes and all of the narrative threads come together. Uh, the hosts have a working knowledge of not just the show, but the history and joining literature, and I thusly appreciate their unique viewpoints even more. Thanks for the journey to the end. And finally, it's the people, not the job. Five stars from Barn Barn. Oh my god, this is so long. Uh, so I'm just going to say, thank you, Barn Barn. I wish that we had enough time to read your whole thing, but thank you, thank you. Can I just very quickly uh, just while, while we're here, just shout out to a few people on, who are watching right now Oh, live. of course, yes. Oh. Of course. Matt H., Agent Dale Chomsky, uh, William Bangs, uh, MC, well, it says uh, McCut1217, John Miller, uh, Bridget Shea Wardstone, uh, Burdock, uh, Finney, Philip, I can't pronounce that, Gabriel Liv, uh, Ba Woman, and I don't know, Koi, all you guys, thank you so much for uh, checking us out now in real time. I just said hi. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Ren. Look at this. Hey, it's super meta. <laughs> I'm not yet. <laughs> anyway. Betty, I feel like we're going in circles right now. Yeah, yeah. she's looking at it too. Okay, here we go. Okay, back, so back, back to back to real time. Back to Betty. We're at now now. What happened um, then? We passed uh, or dare, dare I say, Mrs. Robinson? Yes. Um, which hysterical? That was pretty funny. Hysterical. Those kids. Those guys have a sense of humor. They're <laughs> fun boys. Uh, <laughs> she finds out this week that uh, she has lung cancer and it's metastasized to her bones, and now she has cancer of the bones as well. She has less than a year to live. Um, she'll be dying very soon. It's intense. It's difficult. 
again, showing just the period and how frustrating this is. And and especially when you're thinking about Betty, who is somebody who has always wanted the limelight and has always liked being noticed and liked being treated well and, and likes being the center of attention. Uh, when the cancer diagnosis is being explained, this doctor is talking to her husband. Right. And yeah. she's right there. They're talking about her as if she's not even there. Yeah, it's called. It's a, it's a bit of a callback to. Uh, yeah, I think it was like when, season two. Or when she one. Went, went to the psychologist exactly. and they mm-hmm. reported back to Don. They yeah. reporting to Don and, and sitting, sitting there and um, yeah, that, 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 that was interesting. Yeah, back in season one and yeah. uh, she doesn't want to fight it. She doesn't want to try to live longer. Henry is a complete mess and yeah. he doesn't know how to handle it and he doesn't know how to handle her mm-hmm. to the point that he goes and grabs Sally from school mm-hmm. and breaks Betty's trust and, and tells her what's going on. And I loved Sally's reaction. Like, before he can even finish getting the words out of her out of his mouth, she's got her hands over yeah, her ears. A, she's yeah, not ready to hear My ears are ringing. I, I, can't, I don't yeah. understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So, this was a really emotional storyline for me, especially when Sally reads the letter oh towards God, the end. Yes, I the was letter. a wreck. I couldn't even, like, see the That's TV. Right. I was like, no. Yeah. But I think that Betty, I see this a lot in this episode especially, is, a, is stronger than than I know I have given her credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's definitely been, you know, one who cares a lot about her appearance and how she looks. And even in the letter, she says, you know, how I like my hair, make sure they do it right. Um, and so if she's going to be struggling for nine months and, you know, she can go on with the treatments, but she knows it probably won't work. And she doesn't want to be viewed as weak or, you know, or anyone to see her not at, in tip-top yeah. shape. Well, so, know, I mean, you can't really... And she has that control over the situation. and She hasn't really had control over anything, well, you ever. Get, you get to choose. You're 100% right. right. And, and if you're in a position to choose how you want to go... You know, I read a statistic that says 70% of doctors decline chemotherapy, that decline any kind of cancer treatment when, when they know that the outcome is, is terminal because they know exactly what the life is going to be in, in, in the interim. And, the, and most of them say no. There's no point. So, and I, I think that's interesting because that is, you, you are choosing how to spend your last, and you're 100% right. She has had so little control over so few things that that is something she gets, she's going to take control of, and she's absolutely going to take control of it all the way to the end. Here's exactly what I want to be in. I want to be in this dress. I want to be yeah. interred here, intact. Don't, I know embalming. Don't have them take my stuff out. Mm-hmm. This is where I want to be. I, I, that this is how I want to be remembered. Yeah. That's, and, right, I, exactly. and that's it. I don't want you to remember me sick. I don't remember. Uh, that's all in there in the subtext. You don't want you to remember me any other way. I got to tell you, this 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 scene, like you know, I'm with you, Sterling. It just completely just ripped me apart. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, not the scene. I mean, that that whole storyline. Right. You know. Yeah. I mean, Betty with the big casino, like, is the is not what you want to see. And you know, it was it, you reminded in that moment, not only the, just. You know the mortality of these characters you spend so much time with. So like this, this there's a certain finality to like, oh, we're 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 ramping towards the end of this. But like to actually have it end with someone being like diagnosed with a terminal disease, it's not like they, she died unexpectedly, which is what we expect in television shows. Right. But it was like it gave us time to sort of really reflect on with Betty, like on what she had, um, the relationship relationship with Don. I thought back, oh, they just saw each other. The relationship with Sally, um, and yeah, the, the, the dignity which she sort of handled the whole situation, seeing how Henry, you know, in his own way, tried to handle it. That, that scene about, you know, what would Rockefeller do? And, and she's she, like, he, he would die. die. Yeah, that, that was all just, like, just, man, really great acting, and it was great to see uh, January Jones get something really good to do, you know, in terms of acting. I thought she was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and echoing what she said, the scene with Sally was fantastic. But, yeah, that end scene, the letter... Oh my god! The letter just broke me down. I can't I even think about it right now. I was, <laughs> I was tearing up. But what I, what I can't figure out is.
did she say, read this when I'm gone? Yes. Read it like, when I'm yeah. gone. When so I'm she gone. opened it. But, oh, so she opened it early. early. She opened it early. We, we see her like, at the end like, walking up yeah. the steps and she kind of is having a hard time. A hard time. Right. Right. Steps like, not, not, when I'm gone, too. not when I'm gone from the room, Sally. Like, But yeah, but there's something to like how capable of that exchange, like, look, Henry's going to be a mess. Like, you have to do this. And so that, like, her passing that on to, to Sally, who is absolutely capable of doing that. And it was just, it was just yeah. lovely and beautiful and sad and everything. But I it's really, also, oh, go ahead. I really enjoyed how, how, how they, they kind of made it, made real clear the futility of all this. I mean, this is all, it, it's a little bit, a little bit of a downer. I walked away from that episode very, very, very depressed. Uh, it, the whole thing. But it's also 1970. Well, no, it, well so today, it's the that. same thing. It, it, it doesn't really matter. We're, none of us are getting out of here alive. And, and it was interesting. What would, what would Speak Rockefeller do? Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. I ain't leaving. <laughs> but, but what would Rockefeller do? He would die. Right. And it was interesting that, that scene in the car outside the hospital. Henry's, I'm, I'm going to call this guy and I'm going to call that guy and I'm, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And it's not going to matter. There is nothing you can do to get out of this. And, and I think that that's, it's, there's such a finality to that, and it's, it's something that we don't really d- deal with as much in, in TV because a lot of us live in La La Land. We don't want to like face the reality. This is happening to everybody, and I like the way the show really did that. Like there are, there is no way out. This mm-hmm. character is going to go, sure. and and uh, and and she. The best we can do for her, she gets to choose how she's going to go. I also like structurally how uh, what he's doing uh, structurally with, with the storyline. How he's keeping Don is grounded now. Don cannot run away willy-nilly because if Betty's gone then who is raising his kids? You mean Hen- Henry? No, I mean I mean Don. Don's Don is grounded? Don, as a character, I think I think this grounds him. Once he finds out that, that she's gone, now he has to choose. Now, Right now he's choosing to run around and do what he's going to do with the understanding that someone's taking care of his kids, but when Betty's gone, he can't be he can't be, uh, is it D.B. Sweeney that everybody yeah. thinks he's going to be? He can't, yeah. that's D. not a possible. D.B. Cooper. D.B. Cooper, Cooper, pardon me. <laughs> yeah, pardon me. Yeah, pardon me. That Cooper. wackadoo theory. But he can't do that. That's yeah. not possible now. Does yeah. that make sense? Structurally, that, sure that brings that. him back down. I, think. I, mean, I hear what you're saying. I'm not so sure about that. I don't, I don't, think yeah. so. I don't necessarily think so either. Uh, it, it all depends, because we don't know how long Betty has to live, and we don't know. They have no way of contacting him. Yeah. It's really not until he calls Sally again right. uh, that he's going to hear about this. So I'm not sure what effect it'll have. Uh, way, he's calling Sally at school, where yeah. she's not. Next so, week. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Can I ask you one question? Yes. From Betty? Like, uh, when we saw her ascend that, that stairwell... Um, sort of metaphorically and and, and sort of in, in real life, which is great. Is that the last we're going to see of Betty? You think that was like her her exit, one hundred percent ascension to heaven? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's very very clearly to me. It's her climbing the stairs to to heaven. It's the last time that we see her. But I think that her uh, letting Sally know that she does love her and does on some level respect who she is, that is the last word that we needed to have on yeah. that. Right. Yeah. That she saying, no, 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 I'm not weak. I am a fighter, yeah. but I'm also a realist and I know when a fight is over yeah. and I'm going to choose how I go out of this world and I want you to know that you're going to be okay and that I love you. That's all we need to hear. And she said I love you, which she did not say when she ever. dropped the letter off. No. Or ever. Yeah. Ever. Or ever. Like, this in this letter, this letter, please, this is grim. Yeah. Like, oh, grim. Come back to you. 
sleep. Go back yeah. to sleep. Yeah. What but at least she got to love you in a letter, which is right. You know. yeah. uh, also, I just want to say briefly, cancer. The fact is, cancer was something that people knew about, but was not the grim specter that it is today. And I feel like the the first time we hear the word cancer is in the first episode of the show, and then we, we maybe never heard it again, maybe only a handful of times since. And now, coming to the close... Betty, who has smoked for the entire show, right. has cancer, and I think it's 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 very important and very significant that uh, that it's happening to one of our cast members right now, and that someone goes out because of cancer. We have to have some negative side effects for these cigarettes, guys. It's got to happen. <laughs> well, I got to be Betty. Yeah. Like all these all these fools are drinking and boozing and smoking, and Betty's the one who gets it. <laughs> I personally, not to make a Betty storyline about Don, but I personally, going off what you were saying, Flippo, that um, I would like to see Don take an opportunity to be a father that he was never really. Well, now now the choice is really him or Henry. I mean, that's that's really it. Well, here, before we go to Don, really quick, one last thing with Betty. Uh, She has this line in her final exchange with Henry where uh, he's surprised that she's going to school and she's like, why did I I start going in the first place? Now, Kevin Undergaro, our executive producer, uh, took it as her admitting that school was a sham to begin with. But I, I disagree. I feel like she's going to school instead of hiding in her home because she started going because she wanted something to do. I feel like it was a, uh, she was seeking some sort of fulfillment for yeah, her that she, she never has learn. had. That was what I took from it. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 well, I, I, I agree too. I mean, not to disagree with you, Kevin. Sorry, but I agree. I agree. Okay, she, she took that with her. All right. So Don out in Oklahoma. Uh, car breaks down. Well, even before that, let's talk briefly about his uh, his opening dream that opens this episode. Uh, this nightmare that he is being fa- going to be found out, right. and it, it's very significant because even though he has all this existential dread, we rarely trace it back uh, through dialogue to the fact that he's leading a double life, that he committed a crime, that he killed some, he killed a man and took his identity, and that he's been living with that guilt all this time. It's been yeah. years since we've touched on it sure. directly. Sure. Um, and it was very important to have that open the episode. Then to have him in this scene with the veterans, like there was a lot of like kind of wasted time, maybe, um, this this week, I do want to point out the the woman that he sees, and the like. He's almost like like someone in the desert seeing a mirage of a cool glass of lemonade. That's yeah. almost like how he was looking at this woman. Yeah. Um, Only Don is staying in a hotel in Wichita or wherever mm-hmm. the heck he's at, and and sees the smoking hottest ridiculously. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> well, I married cry to false. just this fast right. love. Right. And, and I cry Couple false. Kids. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I've been to, I've been to hotels in the middle of the country. That right, 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 right. does like not that. exist. All right. <laughs> She's not there. She's she, never been there. She might have bad exist. timing, Joe. Joe, what do you want to no, say? I just, just want to say, like, uh, back to the the cops. And I think it was also obviously not just him being found out about you know this long-standing Dick Whitman ruse. He's been uh, you know he's mm-hmm. perpetrated on everyone, including himself. But also him to just ditching McCann. Yeah, he just like pieced out from McCann and from life, like, from responsibility. From life. So it's like kind of like everyone is sort of like looking for for Don Draper, if you will. And I think that was sort of like what his anxiety coming up, mm-hmm. like you know they're all looking for me. And yeah, so that was that's my take. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, but it was good to see him a resist the the easy drug this week with the woman. Mm-hmm. Um, it, Granted, he still drinks like a fish, but still, it's uh, you gotta you gotta handle your addictions, whatever's killing you the fastest. Sure, and getting into these horrible relationships was certainly maybe killing him faster than the drink, as fast as that's killing him. He seemed to get a kick out of that hottie that jumped out of that cake, though. Oh yeah, yeah she Oof. Was, she was, she was that was grim. 
I loved it. I thought it was super funny and I'll, interesting. I'll, I'll get her your number. I'll get you taken yeah, care of. I'll make you a friend. Just like these guys in the middle of the country whooping and hooting, hollering at, at this like this wonderful, lovely woman who has you know pear, pear shape. But that's like yeah. that's not a. <laughs> that's it's, it's just a surprise that she's popping out of the cake. That's all. But I, but I honestly, I love that scene. It's it's another great splash of color in this show. And, it's who and we are. That's what I loved. I, you're 100% right. We are America. This is who we are. Yep. These are the American Legion guys yeah. getting together. And in this small town, this oh. is the one woman who is willing to pop out of cakes for money. That's who it is. Yeah, uh, and you got to think that they knew her growing up too. Well, that's they Henry probably seen her pop uh, out of a cake is. more than once. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, <laughs> she's, she's popped out of cake. She's seen that move. Toss that glove from behind the thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I want to talk about uh, Don's relationship with this uh, the the maid boy, uh, this oh, little con man, and we got a double dose of grammar last night yes. on TV yes. between uh, him saying. Uh, uh, what is it? A- anyone versus no one, yeah. or or yeah, and then uh, Stannis Baratheon on Game of Thrones saying fewer instead of uh, less enemies. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> um, which made me really happy because I'm a, kind of a grammar Nazi. But uh, yeah, this like young kid who could become a Don Draper himself. Yeah, he's like a Dick Whitman meets like uh, I don't know uh, Spider from meets like uh, Sal Minio. Uh, yeah, he's like, he's like Spider. Spider, Spider from Goodfellas. No, I, I had him as uh, as uh, Mr. Ripley. Uh, meets oh, did you? Rip, Ripley meets Spider from Goodfellas. There you go. <laughs> so we got it. We're, we got there. And, and and Don was reading The Godfather, by the way. That was what yeah, he was reading yes, in the uh, yes. Mario Puzo. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that kid, that that all, all that was really, 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 uh, so, really great stuff uh, in terms of like that interaction with him. Mm-hmm. He had that sort of like sort of like I'm taking this kid in my wing and kind of a fatherly correcting the grammar, but also you know uh, completely on to him. And then right. obviously. You know, uh, that stuff at the American Legion. When he confronted him, I'm mean, gonna have to jump ahead, but when he, when he confronted him and sort of told him, like, basically your game is busted, like, you're, you're the worst comment ever, did you go get that money and sort this thing out? Um, and telling him right now, this is not the path you want to go down. Like, you know, this is sort of like, that's just sort of corrective, you know, thing. Like, I know this life. And this kid's like, you're rich. You have it all. You've done it all. It's yeah. like, yeah, but it's you like, don't want to do it this way. Yeah, I'm rich. I have it all. And I'm in a motel in Oklahoma talking to you. Right, exactly. <laughs> what, better. do you see a family with me? Do you see me happy? No. Yeah. Um, but that we could only have gotten to that moment because of the scene in the American Legion sure. where... Uh, Don finally is given the opportunity to say the words for the first time and be absolved, be absolved of his guilt. Now, granted, it's a calculated admission. It's not everything. Uh, and it's in a place where the admission could genuinely hurt him. These guys who later tuned him up anyway because they thought that he stole their money, um, you know, could have taken it the very wrong way and have been like traitor. And well, beating right. the hell out well, of him. He was uneasy there the whole time. Like, yeah. He was kind of uneasy. He didn't say a word. Mm-hmm. Well, he was he nervous said, they would recognize him. Yeah. Too, or like, the guy that was the guy there, too. Yeah. He was like, oh, no. Then he's like, I was a lieutenant, which is a lie. Then he mm-hmm. did the whole, like, you know, where when he was there. And then finally, once he threw the closest clear, he started to ease up a little bit and drink. But 
Um, it was only until that whole you know, poignant moment of, you know, this you do what you have to do to survive. Yeah. Or to get home. Um, to that's, get what home. That that's all that matters. Yeah, it's the name of the game. Matters. And that was, I, you know, I was really expecting, like, this in this moment that we finally had of, of Don Draper saying the words out loud after nine years or seven seasons, and we finally hear it. Like, I was really expecting more of, like, a Daniel Plainview, like, you know, uh, there will be blood moment, you know, and he's like, you know, I... I abandoned my boy. That whole song, that, and, uh, there would be blood. I thought it'd be more dramatic, but it was kind of like, yeah, this happened, and it was it was very much as cleansing. That's all we needed, though, it was, but it's very much as like as satisfying. Yes, so. he is absolved. What I found really what, one of the things I really enjoyed about the scene is is the level of drunk that that everybody got to because you can only get to that level of drunk after years and years of practice. Mm-hmm. You you cannot get there. You, you, you'll overshoot it. If you're a young kid and you're trying to get there, you overshoot and you end up puking in the gutter. If you undershoot it, you just get to a smiley place and you go home with your wife. But that is a special level of drunk that you can only get after 20 or 30 years of working at it. And I thought they hit it just right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they absolutely hit that just right. That 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 kind of sour, but but grim, determined to stay. Uh, it was impressive. I yeah. thought that was that I was I love excellent. the rendition of Over There. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Over There. Uh, we're running low on time, yes. so I just want to... I just want to throw out one more like quick hit, and then we're going to talk about the final scene. Um, where uh, there's this scene that kind of doesn't mean anything. Where it's it's the older guy, and he's like, "I want you to help me fix this Coke machine." Yeah. Uh, they want to give me a new one, but I like this one. Yeah. And uh, the significance of Coca Cola and McCann comes yeah. to mind, uh-huh. uh, as well as the fact that you know, if you think about like identities, and I know this is a reach, guys. Give me a second. Yeah, um, right. You know where like it, I know where you're going. I. This is a guy who's at the end of his rope. He could take on another identity, but maybe he likes his old one. Well, if he'd stayed as Dick Whitman, he would probably be somewhere fixing Coke machines as opposed to selling them right. as John Draper. Yeah. Well, the, the, Coke, the Coke thing, again, the Internet's on fire with this whole, like, you know, this whole, like, when he comes back, he's got to come back from this journey. Is he going to come back and be like, you know, I have the new slogan, you know, oh, Coke yeah, is no. it. Or, no. I like to teach the world to sing. <laughs> yeah. He's the ultimate ad man. And like, that's it. <laughs> like, or, you know, whatever, like, like, is it like, he comes back, like, I, I, I spam, I saw every yeah. face. I am yeah. gone. Um, and know. and and the key, the key is to is to make new coke. Right, and he wins <laughs> advertising as Don Draper, uh, or does he come back and, and you know and take Sally to Madrid or whatever? So right, that, that, that's 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 kind of what the internet's buzzing with now because there's all these hints of like he's going to come back with the new Bud Light slogan. He's going to come back with the new you know Coke slogan. He's done oh, with slogans, so. people. Yeah. Let's uh, get used to it. Is uh, he? He was in he advertising. Is. He well, was in advertising. Here's what I'll say. I don't want to show the time. Here's what I'll say. I, I think that like you know in season whatever season uh, those. Six or seven point one. We saw Don could not get away from the game. He was at his happiest when he's like banging out tags, and this is all he knew, and he loved it. I think Don really loves that stuff. I think Don loves uh, loves creating and doing that. I think that's a part of who he is. He just doesn't like uh, all the stuff that comes with it. I, think, I feel like if he can get to a place where he really sort of believes in himself and and and, and believes in sort of the creation of you know uh, of what he's doing, I think he could be happy. And I don't know. I'm not saying he's going to come back with a Coke slogan, but. I don't. I don't know that he like. I hate advertising. Mm. I don't know. So, so maybe the Godfather symbolic. If, if, every time I get out, they pull me back maybe. in. Is that what you maybe. think? Maybe. All right. All right. All right. All right. Last scene of the show. Yes. Okay. He d- gives the kid a ride to a bus stop. A bus stop so remote that it doesn't even have an enclosure over the little bench. Uh, and uh, instead of get- letting the kid out, he tosses him the keys to his caddy. He says, "Don't waste it." Essentially, and uh, gets out of the car. 
Kid drives away, and Don smiles very broadly. Now, there's two things I want to ask, and there's maybe things I don't know about 1968 and 1969. Pink slips in the glove box. Sure. There was no need to transfer titles at that time. Apparently, mm-hmm. you had the slip, you had the car. Yeah, Pretty much. So you just whack somebody, take but the car, the, and that was how we did it. Seen green, like, we're racing for we're pinks. We're racing for pinks. Racing for pink slips. I, I get it. All right, that's fine. I'll accept that. Um, I, I love the symbolism of the car in general. I love that cat, that caddy because there is no joy in that car. Mm-hmm. It is a gray, slate gray, ugly Cadillac. It is not a good looking Cadillac. They made prettier cars in that in, in that three year period. I think. I don't think it's particularly good looking. I, uh, they had prettier colors. They had better. They had better interiors. But they chose oh, physical appearance. It's just a symbol. I think. Uh, they if that chose car, a car popped out of a cake. Yeah. You'd make fun of it. I, I would <laughs> car laugh. Or five. I, I'd say that car is a three and a half. All right. Good. All right. All right. All right. Good. This is my point. This is a car that has no joy. It's just a status. It's just a status car. And at that time, GM was making cars all on the same platform. You had Oldsmobile, Buick, Chevy all on the same platform as Cadillac. Get to the point. And basically, the only thing you bought was the status. And so he's giving away, not just his car, but he's giving away that gray, bleak status symbol. Mm -hmm. Take this. All it is is status. I never had any joy in it. It's just a status. Fair. Yeah. Fair. I'll buy it. He shed the last piece of his life, other than, of course, his money, which uh, a bunch of reviewers are talking about. It's problematic that we don't know how much money he has. Don't you have anxiety about it? I have anxiety about it, but it it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. He he left between one and three million back at McCann. He gave a million to Megan. So where's he at? So he's got, like, you know, probably a a few hundred thousand. Few hundred thousand oh. at least. That's a lot. Six bucks a uh, six bucks a night in hotel rooms. Like that's, that's uh, you, 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 can do, you can do you can do Kansas out. Very quick question <laughs> to you: Like, did when, when he brought back that money? Did did they know that it was Spider the kid that took it, or did they think that Don took it? That, that last scene when he's like, "Here's the money." He's like, "Here's your keys," and the kid's like, "Pack, I'm coming with you." I didn't get if. They, they never really cleared it up. I don't know. I don't think it mattered. Was done. I don't think it mattered. Okay. I don't think it mattered. I think I think the guy was definitely ashamed that they had tuned him up, right? Um, and didn't put up a fight when he said he wasn't paying. Sure. So I don't know. I think that ultimately the guy realized that maybe they had jumped the gun yeah. on on blaming him. Um, Phone book to the grill. Yeah. Jail. Right. Boom. Any other thoughts on Don giving away this car and why he's smiling at the end? Uh, I just think that he is like I think that he's really sort of. Like, like Justin, I think, I think it's just he's cleansed, he's free. Like, this is the last Divesting himself of, of all left. of that and stuff. This is sort of he why can go he, anywhere right now. Yeah, this is sort of yeah. why he went on this journey. He's sitting at this bus stop. He's got, like, he, he's free. Like, he, you know, he, he started with the whole with the whole Jack Kerouac, you know. Um, was it Jack Kerouac? The, on the Road? Yeah, Jack yeah. Kerouac. On the and road. so, uh, like, I think that that's kind of where he is. And I think that he's this finally, he's achieved this happiness, which leads me to believe that he's like, okay, now I can go home. All yeah. right. Yeah. So we'll see. Beautiful. But I, I do want to say, though, it, all, that, that beautiful freedom, right, that moment that he had, it's not real. He has kids. Mom is dying. There, that life, that Don Draper life, even if he wants to pretend that it didn't have consequences, it does. Those people are real. They exist. And they need to be taken care of. Right. So, I mean, we can, we can, we can say that he's divested himself of Megan with, with a million-dollar check. But he has not divested himself of his children. And, and those are real people, and they're out there. And he created that as Don Draper. And uh, that, that's real. That's not going anywhere. And I don't think he wants to forget them, though. He's calling them. He wants to yeah. get the boys before they go to sleep. Right. So I think, I think he might end up going back, or at least take them to California. Yeah. Uh, something. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, something. Assuming Henry can't handle it, I don't think Henry's going to you know, just give up. The yeah, ghost, that's but. true. All right. Uh, we got to go into predictions. Okay. And now, you're after Buzz TV. 
I almost don't even want to predict anything. Just I just want to see what happens. Mm, kind of impossible. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I will say is uh, any people who are still thinking Don's going to take a plunge from the top of a building, I think you're going to be sorely disappointed next week because to me that... Any him dying next episode, if not of old age or from a freak accident, any uh, dying that was on his his fault or was suicide won't happen because it, it was predicated on the fact that he hadn't reached any level of personal enlightenment and that he couldn't take it anymore. And by the end of this episode, I feel like he's finally reached it. Or at least is close, is on his way. Every day things are getting closer. He's getting that much closer. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I honestly don't think he's Rolling he's leaping. Roller coaster. Yes. Love like ours. I, yes. I yeah. think that like I think for I think for a long time um, we sort of felt as an as an audience like there was going to be some sort of profound consequence for this whole Don Draper Dick Whitman switch. I think that that was always looming as like uh, it's going to come back to get him. This whole Dick Whitman thing. It's not and that then, kind of show. But then at the end, when we have that confession, like that's sort of like this is what happened, and we see sort of cleansed of it. I don't think that that thing is coming. So I think that I'm saying all that to say, I don't think that he's going to come flying off. I think that this is sort of a cleansing for Don, a sort of a cocoon from a butterfly from a cocoon moment. So I think that he's going to, you know, maybe rise up and and uh, I have no idea to expect what to expect next week. I don't know. The only question I have is, will we see the gang all back together in some way, shape, or form? Will we see them all separately, or will we just see Don, because we have endings for everyone. So how do we get these all people back, back in the same room? Roger's oh, funeral? Betty's funeral. Would you stop with Roger's funeral, please? <laughs> Betty's funeral. Stop trying to kill people. Roger's funeral. Roger's Why funeral? Roger's gotta die? Maybe Betty's funeral, they're all there together and they can have, oh. they can have that moment. Oh. That's yeah, but why would, a lot why would of them, there's no reason why they'd go to Betty's funeral. Alright, I don't know. That's Roger's funeral. Roger's funeral. You are depressing up. people. Sterling's right. correct. Then, you, you have a prediction? I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I got a prediction. Here's my prediction. Here's the way I see this ending. I see Don at the top of a cliff. In Malibu, just overlooking the ocean. That's what I see. Okay. He's not jumping. He's not going to kill himself. But I just he's like with the blue in front of him, and he's got possibilities. All right. And Weiner pretty much shot down the whole DB Cooper thing on Conan O'Brien. He asked him about it. He asked him like what the strangest prediction is, and he was like, "I don't want to say anything, but that's probably the strangest one." Yeah, I don't think that's. All in right. the cards. People in the chat room are saying time jump. I don't. I don't. I don't I'm, I don't I'm pulling time for jump. time jump because to want me, time jump? I want time jump because at least jump. on Don's end, there isn't a ton of story that we need to see in these in these <laughs> next few months because he's just made the decision to lead a life without responsibility, without property, without any of that. I want to see what that journey does to him. I don't want to see him start the journey because we just saw him start the journey. Murdoch okay. Murdoch Finney says time jump. Sal returns America. Bruce Jenner. Ha! I just, oh, that no. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's going to happen, but, you know. Yeah. A, a Sal appearance would be nice, but oh, I don't I see a Sal. Sal. Obviously, yeah. that ship sailed. I don't think we're going to get any Sal. You never know. Yeah. Anyway, all right. All right. Anyway, folks, I think that's going to be all for us today. Real quick, Kevin Ardegaro reached out. He's watching live, and he, he feels that we took his line about uh, Betty going to school a sham out of context. Uh, when husband asked her, why are you still going to school, her response indicated it never had any meaning. Yes, her original intent intention was to do well, ascend, but uh, the reality of death was too much reality. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a pretty trophy right, wife, all I was and ever will be. Therefore, Sally, make sure I look beautiful in that casket. That ties back to the she and Don only being good looking, and Don is cheering Sally later that she's more than that. Seeing Sally with the kids proves she is and will be. I don't think Don steps up to be a dad. Sally will do that. 
Oh. That's, that scene with Sally that's at the kitchen table. Outlook, did, yeah. yeah, it's not fun that's at all. That's a grim outlook. Life's grim. It could be. Could be. Sterling Cates, <laughs> where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sterling Cates and on a few other after shows here. All right, Joe Braswell. Oh, you can find me uh, here. Oh, where can you find me? Oh, on Twitter and Instagram at Joe K. Braswell. Uh, you can also find me here in AfterBuzz for the season finale of Bates Motel, the season finale of Blacklist, and the season finale of a little show called Mad Men next week. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Joe Flip. Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at Joe Flip, O J O E F L I P O. And uh, I will not be here next week for oh. the, uh, the finale because no. I'll be in Hawaii and I have, a, I have a job I have to do in Hawaii and I'm very bummed. Uh, so this Friday is my last uh, Mad Men, and I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm astonishingly bummed out. Right. It's been a pleasure serving pleasure. with you, sir. Thank you, guys. Yeah. You can jump out a window. No. <laughs> yeah, that intro We're this whole first, time. Uh, really first first floor. Floor. <laughs> all right, all right, you jokers. And you can right. find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find me here on AfterBuzz TV doing the Orphan Black After Show, SourceFed, SourceFed Nerd, and LieberFriends.com. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Good night. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 